0: I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast.
1: We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating.
0: And we are here to deliver the news, recaps, and give you our unsolicited opinions and imaginary awards to our favorite things from this skating season.
1: Hello and welcome guys to episode 25, oh my gosh, of this quote-unquote first season of our podcast and I feel like 25 is a good number to like hold our end of season awards episode and finish off what we've been doing um, this past season, I don't know what I'm saying Joss.
0: Imagine if we ended on like episode 17 or like some other prime number, I think I would actually lose my shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ending on a prime number like mm, no that's
0: bad juju
1: it's just it makes me uncomfortable yeah not the vibes no no not the vibes at 25 i really like 25's a good like i like odd numbers and 25's just it, it's nice it feels the multiple of nice. 5 it's 5 squared exactly 25 times 4 is 100 it's a, it's a squared number it can be square rooted Anyway, this episode is just going to be us having fun. You know, we just want to recap the the season, give a bit of news that's been going down since World Team Trophy happened. And yeah, we're just going to have fun. Boy, has
0: there been a lot. I know. <laughs> oh, my.
1: When you when you thought the season had ended and it was going to die down, everything just ramped up, didn't it?
0: It's kind of like the time period in between Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons. Oh, my God. I'm a very avid participant in the Bachelor franchise. No matter how problematic it gets, I just stick around. Is (laughs) is this like Bachelor in Paradise going on? Oh, maybe this is Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Maybe that's it. We'll, We'll go with that.
1: Well, it's equally as chaotic, but so let's start off with some news, I guess. Uh, first off, isn't something extremely chaotic, um, but it's actually kind of bittersweet. Um, Aliona Savchenko and Bruno Masso have announced that they are retiring from competition. They posted respective messages on their Instagram and you could tell it was just, it, they didn't make this decision lightly. And, I mean, they've done so much already. They've left such a mark on the sport. Um, we, we know that they're not going to completely disappear from skating. They're just not going to be on competitive ice together again. Oh. And
0: that is big sads. Big sads. I guess the next piece of news is, I was going to say... <laughs> I was gonna say, is this also big sads? Is it not big sads? I don't, I don't even know what emotion to assign to this. Maybe I should bring out my feelings wheel. It's just big. <laughs> bring out um, your thesaurus. But <laughs> that news is that Alexandra Trusova is leaving Angels of Plashenko and her cottage with her dogs <laughs> and returning to a to breed I, I, I don't know if I could say that I predicted this one. But again, it's like Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> it's it's just happening. Tune in next week to see what happened. On the most dramatic episode of The Bachelor.
1: You have to say that with that like that dramatic voice. Or maybe we should just get Julie Chen on the podcast. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, this was I don't know. I I think we would have expected it before Worlds happened, but not after, because she did come out and say guys, I'm not leaving Plashenko. I'm staying with him for the Olympic season. And
0: then literally like a month later, she's like, see ya. Peace, JK. Well, Evgeny, if you need someone to fill your already built cottage, very happy to do so. Prices in the Bay Area for housing are very high. And it's not a buyer's market, as they say in the Bay Area. (laughs) Look, San Francisco and
1: Sydney sharing high property prices. (laughs) You have um, two
0: women here looking for a free cottage.
1: <laughs> look, I'll, I'll take free anything, really. If it's free, then there's a good chance that, you know, I'll go for it. Um, what's not free, though, although I will probably go for it if I was a Japanese fan, is that Trusif is going to hold a Zoom meeting with her fans, Japanese fans, on the 15th of May. And tickets are available for 3,000 yen, which is around, like, 28 US dollars.
0: Wow, I, I feel like... I've participated in way too many Zoom meetings to be enthusiastic about
1: this. I know. Like, Sasha, why not, like, a Microsoft Teams or, like, a Google Hangouts? Like, Zoom. I mean...
0: My body has this, like, instinctual aversive reaction to yet another Zoom meeting in my life.
1: Didn't we make a joke that Russians only knew how to Zoom? Like, what what, what was it like, um... Classy on top, but pajama pants on the bottom.
0: No, I think it's that they don't know how to zoom because they have not been participating in pandemic protocol. Truth. So everyone else knows how to zoom except for them.
1: I mean, like, plenty of Russian skaters are currently in the Maldives, you know, vacationing. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of Russians, it's just, they're they're giving the drama this season. So uh, Russian junior up-and-comer Elizaveta Berestovskaya kind of just decided to beat everyone this season in coaching transfer activity. So towards the end of April, she announced that she was leaving her coach Sergei Davidov um, to go to a Terry. And then it comes out, like, early May, I think, that she leaves a Terry for Plushenka. And then it's reported that she's gone back to Davidov. And then – but Plushenka's just like, no, she's still here – You know what? There's just a whole lot more. It's entirely chaotic. If you are bored, you need something to do in lockdown, read up on this story. It will take, it will fill up your time.
0: A place that has filled up much of my time in my life, a.k.a. I was raised there and went to university there, is Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. And the next piece of news is that the 2023 World Junior Championships are going to be held in Calgary, which is... Great. (laughs) I've mixed feelings about Calgary.
1: I was just about to say that, but I mean, it's, I think it's really nice that Canada has a chance to host a world, even if it's junior worlds, considering that Montreal worlds was canceled. Uh, So, I
0: mean, it'll be great
1: for some, I know it's great for some Canadian fans to see some skating, considering this season they saw no skating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, it'll be really nice. It's just like a personal, a personal gripe that yeah. I have, so it will yeah. honestly be very nice for everyone, maybe <laughs> except for me.
1: <laughs> uh, but another skating competition that's going to be held—I would you even call this the off season? It's like May, but the uh, Lotos Mentor Touring Cup um, that's held in Poland every season. It was originally supposed to be held in January this year, but it has been rescheduled and is going to be held in a couple of days, actually, uh, 12th of May. And there'll be a gala without an audience. And Russians, yet again, Sinitsyn Katalpov, Dario Sushova, Yekaterin Karakova, and Marisi Kovitalashvili are amongst the skaters who are performing in the show. I think it's going to be live streamed on a local channel. So... If you guys are interested and want to see the Genie exhibition program again, I'm sure Maurice will be up there in blue, so...
0: <laughs> and we are taking bets as to who his female counterpart will be.
1: I, I know. Or maybe it's going to be Dasha, isn't it? It has to be. Unless maybe Karakova decided to learn, you know, the Jasmine role.
0: <laughs> who knows anymore. Um, anyways, whatever your bets are, I'll leave my Venmo in the down bar. <laughs> Um, The next piece of news, I have no good segue into this, uh, but it is a optimistic piece of news, I suppose. Um, And that is that Pfizer and BioNTech said a few days ago that they would donate doses of their COVID-19 vaccines to vaccinate athletes, as well as their delegations who are participating in the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics this summer. Um, which is in a little bit over two months. Um, However, the IOC has said that vaccination is not mandatory for athletes to participate. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Dot,
1: dot, dot, indeed. I could talk
0: for a year about my feelings about that, but I'm glad that those donations are happening and that hopefully many athletes will partake in those generous donations.
1: How about let's get into our awards section, which is going to be as chaotic, not as chaotic, because I don't think we could beat that, but, you know, just disorganized fun, I guess. So I think the plan is we are going to go through some categories and we're going to guess each other's top slash top three choices. These are just our opinions. If you don't agree with them, then cool, cool. If you agree with them, then also call cool, in the wise words of Cameron um, go Go listen to our interview on that because that's awesome. But yes, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, let's do it. So where should we start?
1: All right. I think let's start with men because men have just been a godsend for me, at least this season. They've been so chaotic all over the place, but that just makes it so interesting to watch and it has kept me gripped. <laughs>
0: Honestly, that last group of the men's free skate at Worlds just super Worlds. popped off and was worth the entire season. Season. I was gonna put an exactly. adjective there, but I really wasn't quite sure what to insert. So <laughs> I, I love the men. It was this truly season. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you guess my three favorites first and one runner-up?
1: One runner-up. Okay. Three. The best
0: men's program. Well, not necessarily the best. Just my three favorites.
1: Okay, yeah, well, your f- three favorites, your best. Um, obviously, Jason Brown's Cinnamon has to be on top, right? I, that's what, at least what I think. Um, second place, oh, I'm going to say goes to Yuzuru Hanyu's Let Me Entertain You. Third place, I'm going to take a... St- oh, but you have a runner-up too. I have a runner-up. Okay, third Third place goes to Misha does, um Let's Get Loud. And your runner up, I, I'm guessing, is going to be Jan Han's. Oh, which program? Let's go
0: with uh, A Thousand Years. Short program. You're pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So, first was Cinnerman, duh, because, like,
1: duh. If it wasn't, yes. where is my
0: taste? Uh, Second exactly. is Han Yan's La La Land. <gasps> oh, I, I think you'd like that. That. what can i say
1: i love pockets too pockets are great i had that as like my highly commended program it didn't quite make my podium maybe it definitely i think made my my pewter medalist okay i love that program very very much yeah. that's fair
0: uh and then third place was let's get loud
1: I, yes i mean that green blazer and just Michal Collier just getting to jennifer lopez <laughs> it
0: was like <laughs> i think that I that sentence just like... Stared agape at my computer screen the first time I saw that. It was such a moment. (laughs) And, like, I just think it's so amazing because, like, this is, like, new Misha. Like, he came back from, like, such a rough, like, I don't know, like, year and a half, I want to say. He's married Mm -hmm. now. Dasha makes him special rice. He's skating to Jennifer Lopez. Like, I love this man. This is main character energy. Very much
1: so. You know what? I was looking, you know, through skating photos and stuff, and I found, like, last season's pictures of Misha and the difference, like even oh, in the hair. And I was yeah. just like, oh, he's just so much happier up. now. It is definitely a new Misha. Uh, Speaking of Misha, which I mean, I just gave away my stuff, but what are you, what's your guesses for my favorite men's
0: programs? Wait, I season? have to tell you what my runner up is. I don't think you'll, you'll ever guess. Oh
1: it. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm really, ac- I'm kind of excited about this though. All
0: right. I, what is it? Okay. I only picked the, <laughs> Okay, it's actually two programs, but it's of the same person. Okay. But I only picked it because it's like super, it's like very much my energy. I really like Shoma's programs this season. <gasps> yes. I don't know
1: why you're laughing because they are actually amazing I was I was struggling so hard to pick my top three and I I texted Joss and I'm like can we have like a highly commended because like my list is just like so long and definitely Shremer's programs I have them in like the best music slash choreography from this season to be honest I'm actually
0: quite devastated that he's not keeping both of these which is very selfish of me but like I know okay well like okay so I don't think we talk about this a lot, but like I'm a Pisces and I'm also an Enneagram type four. And like literally all my best friends make so much fun of me because all I do is post sad Spotify playlists on my Instagram stories and everyone is just like, stop being a Pisces. I understand that you're a Pisces, but on top of that, I'm also an Enneagram type four. So I have to be a very special type of Pisces. And that is just like that dancing on my own program is like Tell me <laughs> very much my energy.
1: I'm a Pisces, too. I'm surrounded by a lot of Pisces, actually, which is, like, great. I mean, astrology is fake, but it's also very, very fun. So I don't subscribe to it, but I'll, like, happily participate knowing it's not real. However, I am a Pisces. I can't remember what my Enneagram is. I think it was, like, either between four or... I don't think
0: you're a Pisces and a four. A Pisces and a four is me.
1: Was I six? (laughs) It was something. I don't know. It was... Pretty much Joss and I are same, same, but different or different, yeah. different, but same.
0: If you want good Enneagram content, go follow one of my best friends, <laughs> Enneagram Instagram. It's at the Disney Enneagram. We're actually going to Disney World. It's great. Her, yeah. 30th birthday eventually. So Amazing. anyways. All
1: right. Your guess is for me, which I mean, they're not going
0: to be like completely revolutionary, but. <laughs> okay. Uh, In third place, I had Nathan's Philip Glass free skate. Okay. In second place, I had Sinner Man. Okay. And in first place, I had Misha's White Crow. <gasps>
1: Interesting. So <laughs> my third place was Misha's White Crow.
0: Oh, okay. Damn it.
1: <laughs> second place was Yuzu's Let Me Entertain You. Oh, that was the first in there place too. was Man. because like Man. Yeah. I mean, I love that Philip Glass program, but. I think like when it's skate, when Nathan skates it, it's great. But like the, the cinema and let me entertain you and the white crow, they are just, they're top notch. Like they've just got that some, a little bit extra
0: thingy my bobbies. So they're all so good. That Those was my, my fourth 30. one that I had that I was debating yeah. and flipping around in my guesses. So yeah, not a full idiot. <laughs> Most of the time I am.
1: <laughs> same, same. Uh, we're half idiots, at uh, two halves of a whole, let's say. Uh, <laughs> we, we try and put our two singular brain cells together to make this podcast.
0: Yeah, that's um, how this podcast is made. <laughs> we clap our individual brain cells together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on to our favorite ladies' programs.
0: Oh my gosh, okay, you guess mine first.
1: Okay, well, I know that Brady Tonnell's short program moderation is going to be there somewhere in your top three. Um, I don't know what place though. I, I'm going to say second. Um, and first I'm going to say Kari Sakamoto's, um, matrix program. Cause that's just lit. And third place, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a dark horse in there. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Tom and Jerry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how my dark horse is Tom and Jerry. That's, that's very much my vibe. <laughs> Okay, you're kind of on the money and kind of off the money. Oh, uh, that's just... You can Venmo me, Claudia. Link in the down bar. Uh... <laughs> okay, let let me tell you where you were on the money. Okay, yes. The money. Okay, so third place was actually Karen Chen's Butterfly Lovers. Because I think it's just like, per- I think she should bring it to the Olympics. Like, I think this is like such an I Olympics think so year too. program. If she doesn't bring it to the Olympics, I will cry. I'll be very sad. Sad baby. Um, and second place was Satoko Miyahara's Tosca. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I mean, I mean she like didn't this. have a ton of success with it this season. But it's Satoko. It's so good. I'm just obsessed yes. with it.
1: And so is Yohana's Tom and Jerry up first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Don't,
0: do <laughs> Don't expose me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Matrix because duh. Yes, it's Matrix.
1: All right. You guess mine.
0: Oh and Brady's moderation was my runner up because who could deny that jumpsuit. That's true. I couldn't have moderation above Tosca. Like that's that's criminal. Mm. <laughs> okay. I d- I didn't really know what to guess for yours and plus I'm sleep deprived so I just kind of wrote things down. <laughs> right
1: third place i have josephine talia god's short program to el tango de roxanne
0: oh i didn't even get to guess oh, i'm
1: sorry and
0: i would not have guessed that so thank you for just telling me
1: <laughs> yes okay so,
0: um, oh my god um
1: you guess the top two then you guess the top two
0: okay i had matrix okay and then i had lisa tukmishva short program
1: like which short program though spartacus are lovely
0: spartacus that was a good program i did prefer that um oh, i was i was i was pretty sure about that one. <laughs> however
1: my second place went to brady tennell's moderation i just think wow yes i because i think it just works well as a whole like it suits Brady so well. It pushes Brady as well. Florence and the Machine is dope as hell. You know, uh, the jumpsuit is great, and I just think it's it's what we need. It's what at least it's what I need. And then top went to Karen Chen's Butterfly Lover's Concerto because oh,
0: I'm obsessed. It's just so good.
1: It's the quiet winner, if you know what I mean. Like it's not like out there and super flashy but it is golden do you know what I mean
0: it's no Shoma's Armin Van Buren
1: no no we're not <laughs> we're not in the club we're
0: not at the club with butterfly lovers I really won you over with all my jumpsuit talk
1: maybe mm. I mean I did good love job it. me good job <laughs> good job me self-five
0: good job me <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on to our favorite pairs programs. And I don't even know where to start guessing for you, like your
0: favorite pairs programs. I really don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty predictable. I didn't try and trip you up with Tom and Jerry or anything.
1: You <laughs> overestimate
0: my brain power.
1: Um, okay, in third, I'm going to have Mishin and Galiamov's Esmeralda short program. In second, oh my gosh, um, oh dear one of Alexa and Brandon's programs. One of Oh interesting. And in first place I'm going to pick I'm I'm s se- i am i am i am seriously lost. I have zero clue.
0: Oh no no You're like fifty shades of wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say Sui and Han's um blues for K- Kluke. Uh, you know, I I know I'm really, really wrong with this.
0: Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh my Third place, I have Ashley Kane-Gribble and Tim LaDuke's Never Tear Us Apart Short Program. Mm -hmm. In second place, I had Miura and Kihara's Woman Free Program, especially at World Team Trophy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because I feel like this was just like such good buildup on their season, on their trajectory. Like I really think that they could do something big next year. And in first place, I had Sway and Han's Blues for Kluke because, like, duh. Oh, so I got
1: that right. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you, you, you Great. got one.
1: I, I got After one. After I told
0: you, you got literally everything wrong.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, I didn't want to, like, say my suggestions because I have the exact same second and third place. Oh, interesting. But my first place went to Mishin and Galiamov's Esmeralda because I just love Esmeralda. I mean, I'm a bit salty that they didn't have, like green costumes but they seem to
0: really love red and black and that's their color wheel choices (laughs) that's great this is exactly my predictions for you that's like literally exactly what i predicted for you yeah
1: i mean i didn't include sweet enhanced programs because like we've seen them before i mean
0: that does and i continue to enjoy seeing them i mean
1: i still enjoy them very 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 much i just think i was just like "Mm, let's give some like fresher program, some chance. Otherwise, my pair's podium is literally going to be gold, silver, and bronze, all dedicated to Sweden and Han. So that is true. Yes. All right. I think less predictable, though, is going to be our dance
0: choices. I really struggled with my dance choices here.
1: Me too. I struggled to fill up my three, but also limit it to three at the same
0: time. I agree. Yes. Same. Same here.
1: I, I don't know where to start with you. Um, you know, what? I'm just not going to guess. <laughs> no, you just tell me yours okay. And, okay. and I'll just tell you mine. Because guessing it's I'm just going to be here all night long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My third place was um, Lila and Lewis's disco program. Yes. Because I love I it. I like. My second place was Hawaiian Baker's Philip Glass program. Minus the dress where it looks like she's cut in half. I like the new dress a lot better. Yes, me too. Yes. And my first place was Piper and Paul's free dance at Worlds. Mm -mm. Because that was like a moment. Like it was the program and the moment and them. Everything just kind of came together perfectly. Yes. Yeah. It was a whole, it was very harmonious. That's a very good word for it.
1: I love this though because I have completely different choices for my favorite dance programs from this season. So <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> in third place, this was a real struggle. But Hawaii Can Baker's Rhythm Dance to Saturday Night Live, yes, it's from last season, but I was just like, it really deserves a mention. It deserves something because the judges won't give them anything. So I was just like, I will give you something. It's
0: true. <laughs> We'll give them everything. The judges give them absolutely nothing. Go on, girl, give us nothing. We'll give them everything.
1: I will send you a medal. It might have to be one of those chocolate coin medals, but you know what? It's still gold-colored on the outside. It's what you guys deserve. Plus chocolate, because chocolate's great. Um, So that was my third In second, I have a little bit, I don't know if you can call this a dark horse, but if you guys follow Russianized dance, uh, Vasilisa Kaganovskaya and Valeria Angalopol's free dance to Romeo and Juliet. We saw that at Cup of Russia final in the junior dance section, and that was gorgeous. It really, really was gorgeous. And like, we've heard a lot of Romeo and Juliet, every single cut, every single version, So the music wasn't new, but the program composition, the choreography, the way they skated it all, it was just, it was a beautiful program. Um, And in first place, I have Elizabeth Huday-Berdieva and Igor Barton's Experience Free Dance. The one where it's, well, some popular figure skating YouTubers uh, didn't like it at all. They have an acronym Three letters y'all know who it is uh but they didn't like it at all and I was just like well I will show my camp and say I loved it I
0: really really enjoyed it I love how you said that you'd show your camp and like not five minutes ago you were like I think Tom and Jerry is your favorite ladies program
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't even know what I am (laughs) I'm, I'm just a blob I'm a blob of something of existence all right.
0: Our next category is best costume. Oh, this was an interesting one. I struggled with this one. Mostly also the same way that you struggled with dance. I wanted to pick less than three, yes. but also more than three. It was difficult.
1: In oh, I don't. How do I even start? I know what you... I feel like I know what your first is going to be. So let's start with that. Um, Alexandra Trusova's short program dress, but the green dress only. The first one, not the new purple one. Um... Where do I even start for, like, second and... Okay, I'm going to actually say second goes to Kaori Sakamoto's Matrix Free Skate dress. Because it just gets better and better every single time she gets on the ice. And in third place... I mean, I feel like I want to say Yuma Kageyama's green Avatar <laughs> Free Skate costume, but I know it's not. That's just a joke, guys. Um, but I'm going to go with Satoko Miyahara's short program dress from this
0: season. Because that... Oh, is gorgeous all of her costumes are she's oh my gosh that's very interesting i had a lot of these on my uh my short list but okay so my favorite costume yes is truceva's green dress because like who who with eyes does not like that green dress exactly um my second favorite costume is alexa and brandon's short program costumes especially hers yes that is a Mm -hmm. good costume
1: lisa mckinnon and alexa knirin have such a great partnership and i agree those costumes they're really really good i both both programs i think they you know their costumes are a real great mix of flashy but subtle at the same time it's like it's a nice balance
0: Yes, it was, that is a good costume. Um, mm-hmm. And first place is, of course, the the Matrix costume, because, duh. <laughs> Which one, I'm not exactly sure, but it ended up, it ended up beautiful. They're all so great, aren't They're they? They're all so good. Um, and my runner-up, however, mostly because I just, I like this program, and I just, oh, I just like the vibes. Uh, it's Yuzu's Let Me Entertain You costume. It's just fun. It's so good, isn't it? It's so fun. Okay. Those are my choices. All right.
1: Me. My turn. What are your guesses for me? I don't think you're going to get like 100% in this. I'm sorry.
0: I didn't have any guess. I had Truce of Us green dress exclamation <laughs> mark.
1: Yes, that is my first. That is that my first my
0: place guess. because like.
1: Maybe like that first place is fueled by the fact that I am salty at her for changing it. I think that just,
0: like, makes me like it even more.
1: Exactly. I'm like, why'd you ditch it? I'll happily buy it off you, and I'll wear it. Anyway, that's first place. Second place was Marjorie Lejoie and Zach Lagarde's free dance costumes to Rio. Wait, how could I forget Rio? Exactly. I just think they're just genius, because it could be so campy. Like, if you're telling people I am skating to... The Rio soundtrack. Yes, the animated bird movie. Like, everyone just goes, what what costumes? But they look so good. They are classy. And they are fun. It's just so well designed. And please make the Olympic team because I feel like everybody needs to see this. Oh, my gosh, yes. The whole world needs to see these costumes and the program. Very, very true. And in third place, I almost forgot about this costume. I almost did and then when i remembered it i was just like i i have to kick my original third place contenders out because pyotr menniks phantom of the opera free skate costume is a piece of something
0: what what art it's
1: it's a piece of something art i mean like some people might love it or hate it which is why i said something oh um God. because it's very russian but and there's a lot going on but there's like little uh, like pterodactyl type wing like thingy you know there's just a lot going on but for me I just love it it is a very good costume (laughs) I I had to put it in there I had to mention it um but I mean that's why I said it was you know it's a work of something because insert your particular adjective here and it all works doesn't it I love it
0: Uh, it's it is a very good costume I do enjoy it oh my runner-up was Maurice's costume with the crisscross in the front from the year 2012 and kind of like the cream blousey sleeve.
1: Bitch, please. That isn't even from the season. <laughs> I wonder what you do with your spare time. <laughs> Three guesses what? Maybe you should add up uh, virus basketball and vlogging to your hobby. Virus
0: basketball. Oh my gosh.
1: All right. And I think next let's do our favorite gala program just singular favorite gala program and uh i don't need any guesses because i know your answer and i would bet my life savings on it and that is maurice kvitalashvili's blue lives aladdin
0: <laughs> it's actually not No, oh, shit. i put I it as my like it. slash slash runner-up it was it was on there but
1: I call, I call
0: bullshit, ugh. My favorite gala program is Yuzu's tribute gala program that he did, uh, Afterworlds. Okay, fair enough. Um, But... Fair enough. Friend Like Me was, was my runner-up.
1: I was so sure, and I forgot about Yuzu's exhibition, because I don't even see it as an exhibition, I just see it as a work of actual art, so... Damn. Sorry, Claudia. Damn. Well, now I'm poor. I mean, I didn't have much to start with. So, like, I'll
0: barely make a dent in your Venmo. Link below. I mean, I couldn't... Because they just have such different energy. I had to, like, pick both of them. I mean, if I had to pick... But I did pick one. And and in the end, Yuzu Yuzu did win over Maurice and and the rest of Sambo 70.
1: I mean, Maurice just needs to stop turning out of his jumps and, you know. Anyway... Anyway, alright, what's your guess for my favorite exhibition program?
0: Okay, this is an old exhibition program, I think. But I think it's because you talked about this at length on the Worlds Gala episode. Okay. I was guessing that it was Maddie Chalk and Evan Bates's gala program.
1: Interesting. I mean I have the memory of a goldfish, so I don't even know how like how long I talked about it. But I do like that programme, but it wasn't it wasn't what I picked. My pick was Guys, if you know me, I somehow, to, much to my surprise, am a numbers person, much to everyone's surprise, really. And so I obviously had to pick something that was numerical. And of course, that led me to one, two, three, four by Keegan Messing
0: at World's Gala. Damn it, that was my other choice. Girl. I'm so bad. No. <laughs> at least it wasn't 3 but plus 7. However, plus when ten. you said that it was a numbers thing, I deadass I thought that you were going to pick 7 plus.
1: Girl, I know I may have some like wacky opinions and choices, but one, two, three, four. I mean, we don't even have an equal sign or like a plus. Maybe it's just like a list or an array. Oh, my you know gosh. What? Keegan just makes up for it. So that was my favorite gala program.
0: Oh, that was my second choice for you. Mm-hmm. I was close.
1: All right. Close. Next category. What is it?
0: Oh, let's do um, we have. An up and comers category where we picked three of our favorite folks who we think are kind of like up and coming and are very hardworking, talented individual folks.
1: I'm excited for this. I struggled to keep this to three. I did too. I have like a whole long short list. Um, I'm not going to do one, two, three because I have no idea where you're going to place people, but... um, One of them, I think, is going to be Donovan Carrillo. Uh, What are the other ones? I'm just going to say Din Tran, US skater who did Puss in Boots. And the last one, I don't even know who. Um, Can you count Alyssa Liu as an up-and-comer? I mean, she's very young.
0: That is true.
1: Um, I don't think you can count her as an up-and-comer. But, um... All right, here's – I'm just going to guess something that uh, I didn't include in mine, but was, like, probably my pewter medalist, and that's Karamuru Moto and Daisuke Takahashi, which, like, obviously they're not, like, up-and-comers because they're already, like, at the top. But in dance, them as a team are up-and-coming, in my personal opinion.
0: That's so interesting to say that, like, Daisuke Takahashi is an (laughs) up-and-comer.
1: I know. It sounds so wrong,
0: doesn't it? It really does. Okay, let me tell you what – My choices were, and then I'll guess yours. Okay. Okay. So my third place is uh, Ning and Wong, who performed at Cup of China with their Mary Poppins program. And although it was not their best, it's not like the best program in the entire world. However... We were just in such a dearth of figure skating at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these folks just have such good spirit. And if they were able to go to the Beijing Olympics with this really fun (gasps) program, that would just be so nice. Like, how nice and refreshing would that be? Imagine. No, I really, I really, I back that choice very much. My second choice was um, Marjorie and Zach and their Rio dance. Yes. And, of course... My first place up-and-comer is Johanna Yakoi's. Tom oh my and Jerry God. program.
1: No way.
0: Yes, how could it not be?
1: Anyway, at least Tom and Jerry gets a mention. It's true. I was, expecting, I was expecting that from you. Not in this category, but anyway. All right, what are my top three best up-and-comers?
0: My guess is for you. I don't know if these people count as up-and-comers, but we're just going to say that they are. Uh, maybe like surprises or like happy surprise. I'm not really sure. Okay, my first one was Donovan Carrillo. Okay. My second one was Yuma Kagiyama, and th- these last okay. two, I'm not sure if they count. And my third one was Elizaveta Nugmanova.
1: Those are actually very, very good choices.
0: Thank you. I tried. Wrong. Damn it. Wrong. But choices. I put a lot of effort into those guesses.
1: I mean, I do very much enjoy Elizabeth Nugumanova, and she's made a lot of my short lists, so I will definitely mention her. But in third place, I had Olga Makutina, who just shocked everyone at Worlds. I think that that was definitely a moment where I was like, huh, you could really just uh, cause some waves here. Um, second was Mark Kondrachuk, who came third at Russian Nationals to everyone's surprise. But if you watched him skate, you were like, yes, you deserve that. Um, and in first, I cannot believe you didn't put this in one of your guesses. But in first, I had Yaroslav Paniot, our Elvis slash penguin suitor, US Nationals. Joss!
0: I mean, there were just so many choices for this category. I feel like we could have. That was
1: very true. Yeah,
0: we could have even had like a top five going on here.
1: Oh, 100%. I think that I included. I had Donovan Carrillo in my, um, in my shortlist. I had uh, Kana and Daisuke. I had Evgeny Semenenka. I had I had
0: him too. He was my runner up.
1: Yeah. I had Maya Kromik, who did amazing at Cup of Russia final. So, there were definitely a lot of contenders. um, But yes, let's move on to the most shocking moment from this season.
0: Oh, okay. This was like, hey, I'm just going to tell you what mine is. My most shocking moment was Vanessa James and Eric. (laughs) I like lost my shit.
1: (laughs) I think everyone did. It was just kind of a moment of. Is this, like, real? And they decided to, like, do it after April Fool's Day, but very close to. And I was like, hmm, like, what?
0: It's just so messy. Yeah. Just so much mess. I don't even know where to, to go with that.
1: I felt like you were going to go with that. So my choice was Sasha Trusiver saying she's staying with Plashenka for the Olympic season then moving back to a Terry month later. I felt like that was shocking because... We know St- Sasha's, like, a very stubborn character, and I think a lot of us at least believed her when she said she was staying with Puschenko for the Olympic season. So, yeah, I mean, that was pretty shocking. I was going to include Alyona and all of her coaching dramas, but then, you know, things superseded that.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's that free cottage. She had us exactly. really believe in her. With these Bay Area housing prices, you could really exactly. tempt me to do a lot with free housing.
1: <laughs> all right. What is your funniest moment from this season?
0: Oh, I don't, I really struggled with this one. I'm not sure I really have one. Why don't you go first?
1: I definitely have one because I replayed this video over and over and over again. It was Ivan Bukin at the Channel One Russia team competition where he was in the Kiss and Cry um, after him and Sasha skated and everyone was like, throwing like star plushies because he was on team genya and they were like space themed everyone was throwing star plushies around and he threw his up into like the ether and then he was clapping and while he was clapping he caught somebody else's star (laughs) that they had thrown up and the look of like surprise and shock on his face it i just laughed so hard (laughs) it. it was just it's the best. That was my funniest moment of the
0: season. Oh, my gosh. That is really funny. Um, I think my funniest moment was uh, Jimmy Ma and the Kiss and Cry US Nationals. That was pretty oh great, God. too.
1: Yes. I also replayed that a lot. And I was just like, I have to transcribe this into my notes because Jimmy Ma was to is such to a him. hilarious character. If you guys want to know what he said in the Kiss and Cry in both the short and free skate, either go online watch the performance or go listen to our US um, nationals men's recap because it's definitely in there and that was a good episode. So go
0: listen. That was a pretty good episode. I did enjoy that episode. Okay. What should we what should we go to next?
1: Our penultimate category is best non-skating achievement. That is like skaters related but off the ice. Stuff that they did off the ice.
0: Okay. Um why don't you guess mine first? Mine is pretty, mine is pretty easy to guess.
1: If you're going to guess Lisa Took to Meet Shivers Maxim cover shoot, we're on the same page.
0: No, that actually was not mine.
1: Oh, okay. Um, well, that was mine. I just gave that away. Um, I, d- I have a good poker face, but apparently not a good poker mouth. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm actually going to say Adam Rapon getting to produce a figure skating comedy series at NBC. It was a bit, it was a while ago, like kind of at the beginning of the season, but that was monumental and it was definitely on my short list.
0: That was not my choice. My choice was, okay, so the history behind this is that like, I was really devastated when Joe Johnson and Karina Monta retired. I, yes. I, yeah. It like <laughs> broke my entire heart. It was not a good moment in my life. However, as a book enthusiast, I was very excited to learn that Karina is releasing her first book in October this year. Um, It's called On Top of Glass, My Stories as a Queer Girl in Figure Skating, and I'm ecstatic. I have pre-ordered it. Me too. It's coming in the mail in October on the release date.
1: There were professionals on the UK's Dancing on Ice. I thought that was going to be your highlight, but I also, it was just like Karina's book, 100%. Guys, go pre-order it. It helps
0: monumentally. Yes, pre-orders help a lot. So go do that. Support our skating community.
1: Um, Let's finish our unofficial awards with our last category, which is favorite moment of the season. And I have a top three... Cause I couldn't pick one.
0: Oh, I'm not sure you'll guess mine. Why don't you why don't you try first?
1: I think one of yours is going to be Kaori's performance at World Team Trophy, um, her free skate, especially, because that was a moment. It didn't make my list, um, but definitely was shortlisted. Another moment of the season. Shoma Uno's free program at Worlds. And the last one. Hyper and Polar World free dance.
0: Oh, no, you got zero out of three. Oh,
1: big surprise.
0: <laughs> Not even in the ballpark.
1: <laughs> really? Interesting. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. My third place, big moment, was, <laughs> this doesn't even sound right, but it was at Budapest Trophy oh my when God. Luna skated. It's all coming back to me now. And she was just excited with yorick i was like yeah i'm so upset great. that this entire season has been like ripped out from under my feet that was just such a good moment for me
1: in my shortlist i de- i had luna at worlds though her free skate at worlds where she placed oh fourth yeah that was legit sorry I, f- I forgot about budapest trophy because in my personal opinion luna's performance at worlds just trumped that and it's also most recent and i have the memory of a goldfish so yeah
0: yeah, she was, like, just coming back. Like, that was, like, her first competition, and she was just, like, in disbelief. Um, My second place big moment was when Lisa won the silver medal at Worlds, and she was just, like, crying. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good moment. And then my first place big moment was Nathan's free skate at Worlds, because that was just off the chain, my friends
1: truly truly off the chain those are very good choices actually like we said it's very there were a lot of like really good moments this season um so it was very hard to pick but what do you think my top three is
0: i don't know okay i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm going to attempt um i think nathan's free skate is in there i think piper and paul are in there mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go with yuma mm-hmm. at worlds
1: okay Well, you did better than I did for guessing. Um, In first place is 1000%, like zero doubt, Nathan at Worlds, Free Skate. Because I don't have any words for it. Um, Second place, Yuma Kagiyama's short program at Worlds, plus his dad. Yuma and his dad. Plus his
0: dad. Yes, Yuma's dad. Yes.
1: And third is, because I literally will not shut up about it, Mark Hanready. Specifically at Worlds.
0: Oh yes, I agree. I mean,
1: it was so hard to pick though. Like on my short list, I had Roman Stoszky at World Team Trophy, his short program. I had Mai Mahara at Japanese Nationals. Oh yeah. Um, I had the Geico Gecko at US Nationals.
0: That's true. <laughs> a lot to choose. That that from. was a moment.
1: What the Geico Gecko?
0: Yeah, I was just so shocked to to see his presence there. <laughs> <laughs> How shocked I was! Uh,
1: but yes, that that wraps up our like official awards ceremony. But what are some other moments that we didn't get to mention that really caught your eye this season?
0: Some of my other moments are uh, Amber Glenn skating a clean free skate and winning the silver medal at U.S. Nationals. Yes,
1: and she's keeping this free skate, and I am so happy because it really almost made my top three for ladies programs this season.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoy it so much. Um, I also have just the general presence of Team Coco. Yes. <laughs> just like, I just have, like, their general presence on the ice I and agree. off the ice.
1: I very much agree. Uh,
0: and then one of my other kind of, like, runner-up nods that I want to give a mention to is just uh, Too Darn Hot with Maddie Chalk and Evan Oh yes I'd love to mm-hmm. darn lot even though I saw it Definitely. a lot I really enjoyed it
1: one of my runner-ups that I feel like needs a mention is uh Kimia Lim her short program Lieberstrom especially at Worlds because that was that was a moment so was Keegan Messing's short program to perfect by Ed Sheeran shout out to Rika Kihira's cartwheel and her short program to the fight within I feel like that's got a lot of potential and so I'm excited that Ugh, she's keeping it so next season with that. um there's a lot of dance programs that I need to shout out uh first oh, yes. goes to Wang and Leel's Charlie Chaplin rhythm dance yeah and them just as a team because they've improved so much and I'm so proud of them and the Perennial underscored dance team, Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri, I think their Greece rhythm dance oh.
0: is genius. They've spent their entire career being underscored and underappreciated.
1: Exactly. Also, I think that uh Adelina Galeavieva and Louis Taron's Mamma Mia rhythm dance is excellent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's excellent. So it's a mamma mia we deserved this season. Uh general shout out to Jan han
0: just as a whole. Just a general shout out to his presence. To his presence, exactly.
1: Thanks Uh, for existing. mm Mm-hmm. Elisa Vettinogmanova, we've mentioned her. Um, Sasha Chusova and any of her Adidas practice gear. They are just a great match. What else? Oh, how could we forget? This was the season where Tutber underscore house was created on TikTok. Oh, God. How could we forget?
0: Yes, and uh, Your Little Devil 3, a.k.a. Aliona Costranova.
1: Oh my god, my daughter. Like, love it. Absolutely love it. And, oh, you know what I almost forgot about? This was also the season where Scott Moyer choreographed Hubble Donahue's Free Dance and opened the Ontario branch of the Ice Academy of Montreal.
0: Oh, that is true. That was the season. What is time? Really.
1: What is time? And also, Tara Kane and Danny O'Shea split up, which I feel like still didn't happen in my mind.
0: Oh, when even was that? What is time? How do you how do you orient that in time?
1: I I don't know. Oh, last but not least, I have to mention Barbara Fusapoli and her stopwatch, because <laughs> yes. that deserves something.
0: An iconic mm-hmm. duo. And with that, why don't we move into our kiss and cry? So here is normally where we would give a book recommendation. However, we just kind of wanted to give a shout out to this particular pair, um, specifically because now it is the month of May um, and it is Asian Pacifica Heritage Month. And yes, yeah, I am just so excited that this book is finally out. I've been waiting for it for a while.
1: A hundred percent. We both love the first installment of this, I guess you can call it series. And of course we are referring to the Shib-Sibs, Maya and Alex Shibatani's book series, The Kudo Kids. And this new release is called Kudo Kids, The Mystery in Manhattan. It is just released really, and definitely in time for AAPI month. And I'm just going to read out the blurb. Uh, So the blurb is... The Kudo kids are back in this fun-filled, fast-paced middle-grade mystery from two-time Olympic bronze medalists Maya and Alex Shibatani, perfect for fans of Escape from Mr. Limoncello's library. Andy and Mika are about to take a bite out of the Big Apple. When the Kudo kids travel to New York City for the first time, they're ready to hit the ground running and see the sights. But the siblings quickly realize that they're excited for very different reasons. Mika wants to take photos of iconic landmarks and visit a famous camera store, while Andy can't wait to try out an escape room that one of his friends told him about. Both of their plans get shaken up when they learn that Aunt Kay is in desperate need of assistance as she prepares for an important fashion presentation. Not wanting to pass up an opportunity to explore, Andy and Mika enthusiastically volunteer to help run errands with their cousin, Jenny. When a very special dress, the centerpiece of Aunt Kay's collection, goes missing, they find themselves on a chase around the city to find it in another unforgettable mystery that will leave readers guessing until the very end.
0: Yeah, they are so much fun. They are middle grade novels, so if you are older than the middle grade set... Um, You will definitely breeze through this, but that's not to say that you won't enjoy it because it's like a little mystery. Um, They are like, I guess, kind of like self-insert. So it really does remind you of Maya and Alex, which is so much fun. So highly recommend. Uh, This one actually just came out a few days ago. Yes. All right. And let's
1: move into our general kiss and cry discussion and there's just, people just decide to go ham at the end of the season, right? I mean, a lot of interviews have been coming out. For example, Maya Kormick did a big interview detailing um, her experiences with skating and how last season, uh, where she struggled a lot with her jumps and everything, uh, there were, she was offered numerous times to go to ice dance. Um, she also dispelled rumors uh, about nutrition at Sambu 70, lol. And she pretty much just confirmed that tall girls also can do it. So good on you, Maya. Another interview that we saw was Nathan Chan, actually. He went on uh, the 64-pack podcast where he was interviewed by one of his classmates at Yale. That was really, really interesting. And we we love, you know, different insights into skaters' lives. So go listen to that. Um, and Nathan's coach, Rafael Artunian, also gave a Big interview with Vasily Konov um, from the on slash off YouTube channel. It is entirely in Russian, but online there are translations and snippets and all of that. <laughs> Raf reveals uh, a lot of juicy details. For example, Sasha Trusova's dad contacting him asking if he'll take on Sasha before she moved to um, Angels of Plashenko. So scandalous. Um, but we really love Raf at the pod, and he's always a very interesting character.
0: Yes, we also have a couple of athletes uh, attempting triple axles on harness. Uh, Alyona Kosternaia actually was training it on harness with Sergei Dudikov, but she did actually land a triple axel in Team Toot Breeds' showstop in Tashkent. So I guess she's getting it back. Maybe she's not on probation anymore. And Daria also uh, was training a triple axel on harness. However, I do not think that hers looked solid, slash, yeah. in my opinion, don't think that at this point she would be able to land it without the harness.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we know she's got a huge double axel, just like Aliona, and it's good to see, you know, her, like, footage of her training it, and we know she's wanting to upgrade her technical content. I mean, jumps on harnesses are just jumps on harnesses, but... I mean, it's good to see that she's working on it. Um, I think everyone was super excited to see Aljona's triple Axel kind of back. She did turn out of it, slash step out of it at the show. It was under show lights and she like... There's footage of her over-rotating the bloody jump.
0: She's well on her way to dragging her blue costumes out of her suitcase.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ayona the Devil Jasmine. What if Ayona became Jafar? <laughs>
0: Wow, that would be a twist. Gala over.
1: <laughs> She'd do well. But another thing we saw um, on Harness was Lisa talked to Misha for training quad lutz.
0: Yeah, that was also interesting. I, I'm not sure the probability of her landing this, especially coming into Olympic season. But I think it's great that she's training it.
1: You know what? She's got a textbook lutz. And maybe maybe Misha Collier does lutz you know we'll rub off maybe we will see Lisa talk to and Misha Kolyada do side by side quad lutzes and blow everybody else out of the water because nobody can do side by side jumps
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be something
1: yes um Oh, I do have to mention, um, Kostobots, Aliona Kostanaya's fans, flooded Guess, the brand Guess, their social media, and resulted in the official guest account tweeting at the end of April, uh, so we heard you want us to work with hashtag Aliona Kostanaya, retweet this if you agree, figure skate emoji, might just have something in the works, star emoji, like, oh my god, the power!
0: Yeah, uh, that is using social media for good. I love it. Love to see it.
1: I guess something else that is not as kind of like great, but I'll include it anyway because it's chaos. It's reported that Rozanov wanted to leave Angels of Plushenko um, for CSKA, but Elena Buyanova outright refused. And she actually came out and said, Yes, I didn't accept Rozanov um, into Saskar. I don't want to repeat the mistakes of other coaches because a person is not credible. And I was like, Oh. <gasps> shots fired oh my
0: goodness <laughs> too much too much ladies too much. too much
1: do you know what also is too much Danny G because oh gosh. Danny G and Sergey Dudikov they've got they're currently in Mexico running a skating camp and Joss Danny G has shaved his head completely like it's bold it's it's all gone
0: I did just cut off about 14 inches of my own hair so you know maybe he was looking also for a summer hairstyle but at
1: least you have inches left
0: that's <laughs> true I do have I do have several of those you
1: didn't go Brittany
0: 2007 I, I did not do that although my mindset you could say something else about that but but the hair is is intact yes
1: uh, well you know what I think when we come back for season two um, of this podcast and do our off-season news things who knows what will happen maybe somebody else will go completely bold. um t- I sure I w- I know I will pulling all my hair out because of all this freaking coach transfer drama that's happening over and I was gonna
0: say at this rate if we get any more of Vanessa James and Eric Radford news my hair might just fall out
1: <laughs> oh wow anyway this has been an interesting season hasn't it but I mean, we are so grateful for each other and this podcast and our listeners. And so let's finish up on some pod stats because this has been a wild ride for us. So we started off like jokingly buying microphones in like mid 2020. And then I think things got like actually serious when we commissioned artwork for our logo from the amazing Des. Go to her Instagram. It is Desi's Art Vibes, D-E-Z-I-S, Desi's Art Vibes. And then by October 15th, we put up our first episode and then we were like, why not chuck our stuff on YouTube as well? And we started doing that at the beginning of November. We started live tweeting,
0: starting like with NHK Trophy. That was that was a lot. Yeah. And then um, in December, at the beginning of December, I actually had the great honor and privilege of interviewing the author of the Grisha series, which uh, just got Actually, adapted into uh, a Netflix show that was just released uh, called Shadow and Bone. Uh, her name's Lee Bardugo. I was able to interview her on the Reading Women podcast, which I am a contributing editor on and have been for a couple of years. Um, anyways, the point is that we actually got our first ad spot during that episode, um, which was really, really exciting. Um, also, that it's Lee Bardugo who is. An amazing. amazing woman. Yeah.
1: Guys, seriously, even if you don't know who she is, listen to the episode because it's truly, it's one of my favorite interviews that's ever been done. I think it's truly an amazing episode. No bias. Like, I genuinely think it's so great. Plus, you get to hear our voices if you're not sick of it already.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, on the podcast, Kendra and I, um, who both have some variation of chronic illness slash chronic pain. Um, and Lee Bardugo is disabled as well. We talked a lot about disability advocacy in the book community. Um, we also talked about adapting her Netflix show. Around this time, um, her, her short story slash novella collection came out called The Lives of Saints, which actually was used as a prop in the Shadow and Bone TV show. Um, it's basically kind of like Grisha lore where um, they describe stories from many of the saints that are involved in Grisha history. So anyways, that is a tangent. But uh, yeah, the episode surrounded a lot of that it was so much fun to talk to her, but that's where we got our first ad spot. Of course, I am hoping that you have all listened to our last episode, which if you haven't, you need to go and do that. There are no excuses. Uh, we interviewed Candon Pulkinen, who is literally the most amazing human on the planet, besides Lee Bardugo. <laughs> um, and um, currently, we have listeners all over the world. So wherever you are listening from, hello and thank you so much for listening um, everywhere, including Canada, the UK, Switzerland, Italy, China, South Africa, even Kazakhstan, which is mind blowing to me. Um, and we have you know around 100 followers on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So, you know, if you are follower one or follower 100, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for supporting us throughout the season. We just wanted to show you our appreciation we cannot thank you enough for downloading even one of our episodes with that being said we do have to bid adieu to you all but we will probably be back on the pod sometime during the summer which actually is very very soon And with that being said, I am Joss, and you can come and chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod. That's L-U-T-Z on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, please shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. I'm Claudia, and if you like this podcast and are equally
1: appreciative of, exhausted from, and or simply perplexed by this figure skating season, please leave us a review and give us some five-star love because we would really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye.